mum for others. My name is Father John Velasky. I'm nine years old, I've been a priest for 20 years now, and I'm from the Diocese of Plymouth in England. Reflecting on 20 years of priesthood and thinking about one of the driving forces, the motivational forces that uh, keeps me inspired in my daily life as a priest, is an understanding of, of fatherhood. Now, at first, it might seem a bit of an odd thing to say because, as we know, as Catholic priests, we're called to live celibate lives and not be married and to live our lives solely for God and the building up of his kingdom. But I don't think it's uh, that relevance that we're often referred to as, as father, as a priest. And there is a deep, deep sense of fatherhood which is lived out in priesthood. And I think it dawned on me, I always knew that idea was there, but it dawned on me maybe more powerfully when I was first given my parish to be in charge of after five years of ordination. And the sense of uh, having done the first weekend of Sunday Masses, etc., and the thought came to me very clearly, simply, of I was able to feed these people with Jesus in the Eucharist, just like a father would feed his family, uh, put food on the table for them to keep them together, body and soul. Uh, as a spiritual father, I'll be doing, have done much the same thing in a spiritual way of feeding them with, with Christ Himself to, to build them up and strengthen them for the week ahead. And it got me thinking over the years of this, this very strong, I could say, kind of theme of thought of fatherhood. And how, as every man and woman, by the nature of their very gender as man or woman, is called to, to fatherhood or motherhood. It's written into our very being. This idea is, is being kind of um, expounded on in, in a great way by John Paul II, his theology of the body, um, which people are becoming more and more familiar with over the years. This thing of fatherhood, like I say, written into our, our very nature, our very being, flowing from our gender as male or female. And even as someone who is unmarried and called to live a celibate life, as a male, you're still called to fatherhood. Just like as a woman who maybe is leading celibate single life, is still called to motherhood. It's written into our very nature. Our very psyche is kind of shaped by it. And so how do we, how do we see that then? It's on a spiritual level, obviously. Now, in physical fatherhood, you know, if through marriage you, you produce children. But in one sense, that's, that's the easy bit. The, the hard bit is that the, the year after year of formation and development of your children to to grow into maturity and to be able to be kind of adults that can stand on their own two feet and take their place in the world and, and obviously within a faith background to have a, a fully developed faith within them so they, they live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven on this earth and looking towards eternal life. And that would be the vision and hope of any good faith-filled father in marriage. And in one sense, in a spiritual way, in, in father, the fatherhood of a priesthood, we're obviously doing exactly the same thing, but in an extended way, in a secondary way, in a sense, because obviously, you know, people um, are not our children in, in a blood-related way, but people of all ages, be they, they children or, or youth, teenagers, young adults or married couples, even down to the 90-odd-year-old man or woman, as a priest, you're called to be a father figure to them, to, to help them in their spiritual formation, 
their spiritual growth, to understand the ways of God in their life, to help them discern what it is to do God's will, etc. So the whole thing of fatherly formation of your people. And it is a lovely way, I think, on a personal level then, of, of how, as a priest, you can fulfill that sense of fatherhood. You don't deny it through your priesthood. You just live it out in a different way. You channel it in a different way. But it can be a very powerful motivating factor you know, in your daily living as a priest. So that thought kind of hit me strongly about five years into my priesthood, where it wasn't so much theory, it very much became an integrated part of me. And 20 years on, you know, it still very much inspires me and, and, and drives me on. That would be maybe my first thoughts of what it is to be a priest, to be called Father John by people, and, and how I'm called to live that out, or how I see God cause us to live that out. And uh, I think every priest needs to have a, an understanding of that, as a way of energizing his daily priesthood and all the dealings, the daily encounters you have with people, etc. What are you really doing with them? You know, you're helping to be a, a, to form them in their faith and, and in the ways of God. I think it's, it's that straightforward. The other point I, I think as well, 20 years into my priesthood, and I must admit, I think it's quite an important point because when you're 20 years into your priesthood and you, as I am in my late 40s, sometimes I think in human nature we can kind of start to plain sail a bit, you know what I mean there's a danger of getting into a bit of a comfort zone, you're familiar with what you do, your task etc, and there's always a danger that you start to just kind of chug along a little bit, and so another thought that comes to mind in terms of priesthood and in terms of our faith life, is always carry a great sense of hope and vision in what you do, then mundanity and, and just accepting kind of mediocrity in, in terms of what, you, what you're striving for etc, doesn't take a dominant place. And you keep a sense of hope, a sense of vision in all that you do. And even things that seem to be not producing fruit, etc., or various projects you do with various initiatives you're starting to try to implement and don't necessarily take off all at once, etc., to always have a great sense of hope. And I think it's you know, maybe one of the Christian virtues that we just don't put enough stress on in, in our day and age or within our Christian life. We work on faith. We know that's basic and fundamental, that faith of our relationship with Jesus and growing in faith. We know that love is the, the practical implication of if you're following Jesus, you have to love as he loves. But hope is almost tagged on at the end sometimes and is seen as, as, as a bit of a, almost an option. And I think it has to be up there on an equal footing with, with faith and love. Because it's, it's hope that drives us all the time in, amongst the ordinariness of our, our daily living and giving people a sense of hope. Obviously, we can think of examples, you know, where you can meet someone whose life seems to be totally drained of hope, and they seem to be in an irredeemable situation where they've been trapped in for a long time, you know, living a life of despair. And, you know, we're called to be messengers of hope to these people. But yes, with the grace of God and an act of will, their life can change around maybe within an hour, and new life can flourish and grow from that. Okay, we think of that maybe as an extreme example, but everybody needs a, a sense of hope, you know, from... A man and woman who's bringing their children up, bringing their families up, and you know, needing to be inspired in, in what they're doing and see the value of what they're doing, etc. To, to anybody you meet or encounter in a small way or, or in a fleeting way, to be messengers of hope. It's not a Pollyanna silly type of hope, you know, just keep smiling or, you know, always look on the bright side of life. The hope we are talking about is, is a hope rooted in Jesus, in his kingdom in eternal life. It's a hope that, you know, is based on Jesus' death and resurrection. It's the surest, you know, greatest, deepest hope you're ever going to come across. 
and that should always inspire us and be part of the message that we're passing on. I think that's vital for a priest, because if a priest loses hope, then how can he inspire his congregation?